Sisters, we spend a lot of time trying things, worrying about things, trying something else, worrying more, focusing on what we can do, do, do to get results. Staying focused on taking action steps only is the same as standing downriver, exhausted, as you constantly are pulling people out and never addressing why they are falling in the river to begin with. Yes, your hormone imbalance is causing you to gain weight and feel exhausted and have irregular periods and struggle with energy and sleep and anxiety and even depression. But simply focusing on calories out versus calories in is the same as just standing at the river pulling people out. It's futile. And like the river, it will never go away. The hormone imbalance as you head towards menopause is something we all must go through. But get to the root of why it is so significant and you will stop feeling the way that you do. This episode is one of a four-part series to help you get to the root of your hormonal chaos and begin to take the steps to heal and finally get results. But remember that it takes time, which is why mindset and accountability are just as critical as strategy. If you are listening to this podcast and know you need help to trust the process and stay consistent, there are three options to work with me now. You can apply for my exclusive hormone rebalancing one-on-one coaching program for customized strategy, clarity, and accountability. Or if you're someone who doesn't need accountability, but just needs a customized strategy, apply for my hormone healing analysis. And finally, if you need baby steps, maybe you aren't sure how much long-term support you need, but you need it on your timeline now, join the Perimenopause Posse, the first ever women's membership program that allows you to learn how to understand your own female body in perimenopause and menopause, how to balance your own hormones and feel better than you have in years while getting your specific questions answered. Take action, do the things, start to feel better. The links for more details on all of these are in the show notes below, so just swipe up for those. All right, let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. What's up, sisters? It's Bria here, your host of the Period Whisperer podcast. How are you feeling in your body today? If you've been listening to the previous episode, you know that this is part two in the little mini series that I'm offering here on how to get unstuck in perimenopause. And the previous episode was all about that very first step we all must do, which is awareness. And and it's funny because 
I really push against this as well. My natural instinct when something isn't right or when a problem comes to me is I want to take action. I want to take action. But when we take a look at the most successful CEOs or the most successful leaders or, you know, thought leaders in this in this world, we start to realize that before action, there must always be a time for reflection and awareness so that we can bring to light what the real issue at hand is. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back. It really is the first step in this process. Go back, listen to that episode, do the action steps, and then come on into this episode here. Now, this episode is all about getting unstuck with the first steps of strategy. And you know, I'll never forget one of my first clients that I had as I moved more into the hormonal healing space. And as we were going through her lifestyle and what had been going on and how she was feeling, I looked at her and said, when was the last time you did something just for you? Something that made you laugh or, you know, filled you with excitement or made you happy or allowed you to relax? When was the last time you took some time just for you? And we sat there quietly for a moment and I watched her eyes filled with, fill with tears. And sorry, it gets me a little emotional because I know that feeling very well when you've been doing and doing and doing and feeling very much like there is no time for you to take for just yourself. I remember this feeling of of very much being like, I'm just, I miss me. I miss me, you know, this person inside of myself. And I couldn't even remember what brought me pleasure. What outside of, of course, our children bring us pleasure. Of course, connecting with friends bring us pleasure. But what is something that you did just for you? And as we unraveled a little bit more of her her lifestyle and her key steps, we started to realize that the most rickety piece of her puzzle was first beginning to create a little bit of space just for her again with a habit that was positive, that was giving of energy and not taking away. And I want to remind you before we dive into sort of the strategy here, this this part two of this mini series, I want to remind you that it takes energy to change a little bit. And I think, you know, if you haven't really spent some time to think about this, we forget that our energy is finite in a day. We forget that if we don't carve out time to pour into ourselves a little bit, that we will run out of that energy at some point in time. And when we're in the perimenopause years, our body is already in this um, extra output time where it's working extra hard, kind of like that first trimester when your body's building the baby, it's working extra hard to bring it into balance. So our energy is even more precious to us. And we do need to take time every day to put energy in. And of course, again, that first part is always bringing some awareness before we start doing things, really thinking about things before we go out and just pull the trigger and act, act, act. So the second step 
in getting unstuck is to really take stock of the four key aspects of our life that create health and look at which are rickety. Now, I'm sure if you've worked with me before, you've heard the podcast before, you maybe have heard me use this analogy, but our health is really like you know a table that has four legs. And each one of these legs represents a pillar of health. We have sleep and rest, we have movement, we have nutrition, and we have a mindset or pleasure pillar, I like to call it. And when one of these is a little rickety or shaky, just like going out to eat at a restaurant, it's a little annoying, but maybe you can ignore it. If two are, then you're probably going to get down there and fold up some cardboard or a napkin and shove it under the ricket, one of the rickety legs, at least to create some stability. If three are rickety or really rickety, nothing's staying on that table and you're not going to be able to have a dining experience. And the same goes for our health. We have these four key health pillars and it is a foundational piece where we can actually start to make sure before we do anything else, before we add any more to our plate, before we take any hormones or any other medications, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, I'm just saying regardless, we need to make sure this foundation is as strong as we can because this is the piece that's always within our control. We wanna take a look at these four pieces and figure out which are rickety and of course, which is the weakest link. So let's just talk about them for a moment here. There's a sleep pillar, right? The sleep and rest pillar. And I, I had rest in there because, you know, rest and downtime and just relaxation is such an important part. I remember when my my daughter was born and she was this amazing angel baby, magnificent sleeper that started sleeping through the night at like seven weeks. I know, don't hate me for it. But you don't get two of those. So she was an easy baby when it came to sleep. I'm paying for it in her teenage years, let me tell you. <laughs> but my son, when he was born, was the complete opposite. And I turned finally to this book called The Baby Whisperer. It's probably what inspired part of this, the name of my podcast. But And she had this method, which was the easy method. And if, if this ever gets out to her, it probably wouldn't, but I want to say a big thank you because that book was huge, huge and life-changing. It was so helpful for me. It gave me a strategy and something to lean on to, to get through this sleep trouble. Because we all know if we're not sleeping well, that it is almost impossible to get through a day. It's something my mom has always said. If, I'm, if I can get a good night's sleep, then I can handle just about anything. And there's a lot of truth to that. And there's a reason that you know, lack of sleep is a part of torture, I think. Okay, I'm getting away from myself. So let's bring it back. So the first pillar is sleep and rest. We want to take stock first, you know, if you're not sleeping well, if you're waking up in the night, are you waking up at the same time every night? What are you doing when you're waking up? But we want to first make sure that we are protecting a window of, of going to bed at night. We have these healthy sleep habits. We all know that, you know, watching screens right up until bed isn't good for us. It can impact us. That not going to bed at a decent hour can impact us. And as we get older, we do get more sensitive to these things. And we do need more sleep, again, especially during these perimenopause years. So 
putting the effort in to make sure that you are having a proper nighttime schedule or that maybe you're trying to wind down away from screens by 9.30 or so at night so that you can lull yourself into a gentle sleep and get a full seven to nine hours is a key part of your health. If you don't put effort there, it's always going to be hard to get your body out of exhaustion, out of fat storage mode. So we want to first and foremost take stock of that sleep pillar and this idea of a rest pillar. When in your week or your day are you taking a little bit of time for just productive rest, I like to call it. And and I think it's okay to be, you know, chilling out on the t- on the couch for half an hour, but, but it's even better to just sit calmly and breathe for 15 minutes and just allow yourself that relaxation time. The second pillar we'll go into is movement. And we want to, again, take a look at what is the movement like in our life? Do we work out every single day? You know, is our body hurting when we're working out every single day? Is our morning workout a part of the reason that we're exhausted in the afternoon? Are we not moving our bodies at all? For optimal health, remember this, for optimal health, We just need to move our body in a normal way. In order to release weight, we do not need to be doing anything more than walking and stretching, you know, and creating expansion in our body. Remember that fitness, and and I will say, I do understand that obviously, you know, building lean muscle is really helpful when it comes to us aging, protecting our bones and osteoporosis and all of this. But Before we even get to that piece, we need to, again, make sure these foundations are strong. So making sure that our general movement every day, allowing our body to move, getting out for a 30-minute walk every single day, we want to make sure that movement pillar is strong. If you're not able to release weight and you're feeling exhausted in the day and you are working out every single day, it's probably time to take a look at your workouts and either change them to a more expansive or or low impact movement, just as like simply walking or doing some yoga or making sure that it is fully bringing you joy. If you're ending a workout energized, that's a lot different than ending one feeling exhausted. You need that energy as best as you can right now. The third pillar is nutrition. And, you know, as much as I hate to admit this, nutrition plays, because I I used to be really stuck in the cycle of loving this quote unquote balance. We want to take a good hard look at our basic level of nutrition, just like we can't go from couch to a marathon overnight. You want to make sure that the foundations of your nutrition are strong and intact, which means in your perimenopause years, eating three to four times a day, three to four meals or three meals in a snack throughout your day to make sure your blood sugar is regulated and ensuring that each of those meals includes the micronutrients from vegetables, so vegetables which really help our blood sugar levels and protein. Yes, you can have carbs and yes, you should have carbs, but let's just make sure that we're eating three to four meals, we're not having all these snacks and little tiny meals all day long because it messes with our blood sugar and adds more workload to our body, that each of the meals are full and satisfying to get us to the next one and that they include vegetables and protein. This is the base level of what we need. 
And finally, the fourth pillar is mindset or pleasure. We need to make sure we are carving out time to be really conscious and again, constantly bringing a bit of awareness and breath into our life every single day. Our breath can help balance our hormones by an improvement of 47% just by breathing consciously for 15 minutes every single day. And of course, pleasure, joy, laughter, orgasms, all of these things bring an ability in us to lower the cortisol in our body and how we feel before we eat, how we feel before we do anything else really impacts whether whether that activity or that food that we consume is stored as fat, amps up our cortisol or lowers the cortisol in our body. So these are our four health pillars. And the action step to t- today is to really take stock of which is the weakest link. Now you might be in complete, feel like you're you know rickety in all of them, but we wanna pick one that seems to be the, the, the most rickety right now, which is the one that is causing you the most struggle in your life. That if we healed it, it would take away some discomfort happening in your life. So that is your action step first, is to take stock of the weakest link, not all at once, and take action on one of those things. And I'm gonna give you some free resources to do that. So if you're feeling in complete disarray and you want more information on this stuff, that's why I have my hormone healing guide. And I'll put all the links again for this. These are the free things for you in the show notes here. But download the hormone healing guide. It'll help you understand what is actually happening in your body and bring a little calm so you can take that first step. If you struggle in the nutrition piece and you just need some direction there, I want you to swipe up and grab my happy hormone meal plan and grocery list. It's my actual grocery list and meal plan of the food that I eat most weeks. I switch it up, of course, but it'll take a lot of the thinking out of everything for you if you don't know what to eat and you don't have time to do those things. If you're struggling with sleep or with pleasure and movement and mindset, I want you to remember that you can grab right now my my hormone healing meditation mini series designed for you to take on your walks with you. All you need to do is take a snapshot of you listening to this podcast and either make a post and tag me, put it in your stories, send me an email, let me know you're listening to it and write a review so that I know that you have done that and I will send you these. They're a $50 value for free. But or or something, another option is just to go listen to a podcast, you know, that's going to help educate you a little bit more on your body, like this one. Do something different. Doing something different kind of jogs things up for us. You know, go for a hike if you haven't been outside. Ask your partner if you can be the one that sleeps in this week, you know. Talk to your kids about going out and doing something different this week, but swap it up so you can find little ways to create more pleasure. If you haven't been rollerblading in forever, dust off those old rollerblades, go for a bike ride. Just do something that might bring you joy because maybe it used to. Okay, that is part two in this series for you all about beginning with the strategy. Look at which one of those pillars are rickety, take stock of them, and then take just one simple action. And we will catch you next time 
on part three. Remember, sisters, to be more in your life and not just less on a scale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.